Queen Morgwalian, first wife of the Emperor, hires a masked menace to kidnap Okahien for unknown but no doubt nefarious purposes. Meanwhile, the rest of the party escapes a squadron of royal guards and finds safe harbor in the flower farm of Grandpa Hien Hong, Oka's maternal grandfather. Grandpa Hien is shocked to discover that Oka is still alive. He introduces the rest of the party to the late Bloomers, a trio of outcasts from Tulongan society. The Paragons decide to transform Dewey into Oka and have everyone else pretend to be mercenaries, turning in the prodigal prince for coin. Meanwhile, Oka befriends, kind of, their captor, the masked Prince of Knives, who reveals that they're in love with Oka's sister, Toya Hien. And in Dokao, Oka escapes the Prince of Knives and capers through the slumbering palace until they end up in the Emperor's throne room. There, they reunite with the rest of the party disguised as mercenaries and led by Halo, Oka's ex-fiancé who is now betrothed to Prince Muodzingxin, who hates Oka's guts. Oka, Manaya, Dewey, V, and Rev confront Emperor Zhen of Xiong, the royal ruler of Tulong, and Oka's mother-father. The Emperor attacks with the intention of executing Oka. After all, they are wanted dead for treason and sacrilege. As it turns out, seven years ago, Oka killed a Tilian, a holy celestial beast that had attacked their sisters. They barely survived with their life intact and were exiled for the crime, never to return to Tulong on punishment of death. Our party scrimmages with the Emperor, who turns out to be a fully realized paragon of Mengshen Zhidi, the god of knowledge and dreams. The Emperor handily beats our squad and even Power Word kills Oka, who only survives because of Vinash's intervention. But because she technically killed Oka, the Emperor relents on her attack. She deigns to speak with the party, revealing that the battle was to test their mettle and spare Oka through a legal loophole. Then, the Emperor requests the party's help. Meng Shenzhi has shown her a vision of her own assassination, and she can't do anything about it. If she acts, then the assassin will catch wind of her foreknowledge and act erratically. She needs the PCs to investigate in her stead, and the PCs agree to help. The Emperor suspects that one of her eight spouses is colluding with the assassin. And now, it's time for our heroes to sniff out which of the Emperor's lovers is the snake in the grass, all the while keeping up their own cover story. The Paragons get to work in the slumbering palace. Dewey befriends Kilohana Kaula, a kind tiefling woman from Wuhanahi, as well as Tarnak Xie, a renowned elven sculptor who agree to help him build a god jar, a vessel able to contain a god shard. Meanwhile, Manaya takes advice from consort Liu Bai Shi, the eighth wife of the emperor, and meets her grandmother in Dokao, Jada Gao. V has an encounter at the drunken crane with a woman named Lotus, whom V realizes is the woman she was in love with 50 years ago, whose memory was wiped from V's mind after a heist gone wrong. Oka reunites with their family, their mother consort Arden Hien, the fourth wife of the emperor who is literally dying of a broken heart, and their sisters Toya Hien, Liang Ya Hien, and Sambaya Hien, the former of whom refuses to speak with them. 
V gambles her way to the Mahjong chambers of Queen Guo Ruchong, the second wife of the emperor who bets with secrets and learns to be wary of consort Mu Piao, the forgettable fifth spouse. Oka tries to talk to Halo, but the two of them get distracted by following the eighth wife, who seems to have discovered the identity of the spy, a changeling who has taken the form of a blue-skinned half-orc. On the heels of these discoveries, Oka goes to speak with Queen Mu about why she kidnapped them. The confrontation implodes, and Queen Mu tells Oka that she intercepted Dr. Aluso's missive seven years ago, warding of magical spikes, and used that knowledge to set Oka up to be killed by the rampaging Chilian. It's obvious she's baiting Oka, and Oka breaks through the roof and flies away, fighting with Vinash whose rage is their own. In the sky, they're shot down by a masked assailant known as the Paragon Killer, who tears a piece of Oka's soul out with a golden chisel. The Paragon Killer is about to make good on their name when the Hounds of Mercy, Oka's old monster hunting group, come out of nowhere to save their life. The Hounds have a message for Oka too. The Paragons are destined to die to save Antake. Meanwhile, with the help of intel from Lotus, the Paragons learn the identity of the traitorous spouse in on Emperor Xiongzhen's murder, Mu Piao. The group reconvenes and grieve their fate, but there is an assassination to be stopped. They corner Mu Piao and make her a double agent so they can trap and interrogate the spy. The plan goes off without a hitch, and the Paragons interrogate the spy Idvala in Queen Guo's bedding chambers. But V first needed to make a deal with Queen Guo and Queen Mo to make that happen. She promises Queen Mo that when the reckoning comes, she will truthfully defend Queen Mo even against Oka themselves. Unfortunately, the spy can't give them details or they'll unravel, the same way Dr. Ting did in the Court of Ravens. Oka goes to speak with the Emperor, who learns everything about Queen Mu's treason and Oka's distinct lack of soul, which seems to be killing them slowly from the inside and with great suffering. The Emperor tells Oka that Queen Mu hates them so much because Oka is trueborn. Born from the Emperor's own body, a union blessed by true love, and a privilege that supersedes birth order. They also tell Oka that the prophecy has changed. Instead of dying, the godshard of Mengshen Zhidi is stolen from the Emperor's soul instead. Oka hurries back to the other paragons, who seem confused as to the sudden change of plan and how the paragon killer and their ilk would even know how to do that. Suddenly, Dewey comes to a conclusion. This is exactly the kind of tech he's been working on with Tarnok and Kilohana. They rush to the workshop, which has been ransacked and destroyed, and save the homeowners inside from empty beasts. Kilohana says they were attacked by a masked figure and a pale blonde man, the Paragon Killer and Adam, and says they stole Dewey's Godjar prototype. The Paragons invite Tarnok and Kilohana into the slumbering palace so they can recuperate. Meanwhile, Halo and Prince Mo's wedding week arrives, and so do the dignitaries from the Eight Nations of Endake. These dignitaries are Lord Henka of Oju, the great uniter from the tribes of Jukai, 
Elder Rao Pohaku, third seat elder on the Council of Morose. Duchess Rhyme Starwing, the Duchess of Winter from the Court of Ravens. Consul Karishma Bataval, the Consul of Siraksha from the Republic of Talmad. Princess Naua Kekoa, daughter of Queen Ololani of Uhanahi. Kane, the Champion of Nabal. And Toktoa Kagan, the Kagan of the clans of Kirtal. As Toktoa arrives, she tells the crowd of the existence of Paragons and claims to be the rightful Paragon of Galtanger, since the current one is a coward who hasn't yet helped the clans. Toktoa also announces her intention to create the Alliance of the Eight, a collection of Andake's world leaders who seek to restore Andake to balance and oversee the work of the Paragons. Oka makes an introduction on behalf of the Paragons and agrees to talk more about an alliance. During the reception, Halo warns Oka that their plan to trap Adam, the assassin's handler and mastermind behind the plot, is a trap itself. V and Manaya save Mu Piao and their son from an explosive sigil in her yard, while Dewey, Rev, and Oka try to stop Idvala's escape from the prisons, but it's too late. The Paragon Killer, while masked, carves a hole into reality with their chisel and escapes with Idvala, the Unseen Handler, and the Paragon Killer themselves. Rev suggests they go after them now, but Oka disagrees. They have a plan. The Paragons then spend the rest of the wedding week speaking with dignitaries and preparing for the final confrontation until the fateful day finally arrives. It's the first snow of winter, and while Oka is acting rather odd, they lead the Paragons to the throne room, where the wedding is taking place as the flurries begin to fall. Meanwhile, the Emperor is out in the garden, an exact image of the prophecy of their doom. A golden chisel pierces their soul, but nothing comes out. The Emperor turns, revealing themselves to be Oka in disguise. The Paragon Killer had already taken a piece of Oka's soul, so the magic won't work on them twice, and Oka launches into a full-blown attack. At the same time, Dewey is visited by Kilohana up in the balcony of the wedding, who thanks him for letting her stay in the palace after they were attacked. Suddenly, Dewey can't move, and Kilohana reveals she's been feeding him a slow-acting neurotoxin. She explains that her husband was the former Dr. Ting, and she is the speaker of the Chrysalis, and Tarnok is the Sculptor, a serial killer now working as the Paragon Killer. Kilohana drops a vial of black ichor into the crowd, and empty monsters spring to life and begin to attack the wedding attendants. The battle is fierce. V and Kilohana shift into the Nothing Plane, the very domain of the Stranger itself, and only through the grace of Skad and Nectis is V saved from complete soul annihilation. Dewey punches his former friend, and Manaya uses the Princess of Leaves to take on yet another face-stealer. Oka kills the Paragon Killer. Tarnok, by spearing them through with their own golden chisel, and then rushes inside to finish the battle. They summon Dream Hunter, and use it to cast Power Word Kill on Kilohana. The Paragons are victorious, but there's no celebration. 
Queen Moa gives a grand speech and demands that the Emperor marry Prince Moa and Halo immediately. But the Emperor knows her treason, and the trial of Queen Moa begins. V is called upon to defend Queen Moa and gives a practice speech that ultimately seals Queen Moa's own guilt. The punishment for this kind of treason is death down the vein, meaning Queen Moa and all of her children and family will be executed as well. But Oka interjects, and asks instead for Queen Moa and her children to be exiled from too long for eight years, just like they were, and that they hold no name or title in the future. The Emperor agrees, and Queen Moa and her family are banished. The Paragons rest for a few days before heading to the first ever meeting of the Alliance of the Eight. Dr. Eluso is sworn in as the ninth member and the tiebreaker of the Alliance. Each member and each of the Paragons joins the Alliance by pledging their blades and their magic for Endake. Oka goes to visit Halo. Now that she's free of her marital commitment, Oka urges her to do something for herself for once, and the two share a kiss, even if they both know their love was never meant to be. Dewey is healing from Kilohana's neurotoxin in the Med Ward, and is visited by Emperor Zhen, who gives him advice on destiny and redemption, and also offers him the piece of black jade he needs to free himself from the Bomb Watch. Manaya finally talks to the Princess of Leaves, whom she's been avoiding, and the princess urges Manaya to let herself feel, even when her emotions are big and frightening. V visits Lotus, who, surprise, asks V to marry her when all this is over. And Oka mends their relationship with their family, and is re-coronated as the true-born prince and heir to the throne of Too Long. Finally, we open on the interlude. Dr. Eluso calls together all of Equilibrium for a reunion, a potluck at their homestead. The Hounds of Mercy are invited, and so are the Paragons, as well as Strike Team A, the very first group that arrived at Dr. Eluso's after the Cataclysm. Strike Team A is made up of Vasca, a refined Yuan-Ti pureblood woman, Costas, a shrouded, hooded hunter wearing leathers and furs that the Paragons met on their way to Dabathati, and Abiku Ishtar, a dark-skinned Goliath woman with white, dreadlocked hair and cloud tattoos across her face, standing at a solid eight feet tall, carrying a yeti pelt. During this very tense and stressful reunion, Oka informs Vasca that her ex-lover Atalanta is dead from the Arc 3 final words that the champion had told them, and Dr. Eluso reveals that after fixing their machine, new information has come to light. The second cataclysm and assumed arrival of the stranger is no longer in three years' time. Instead, Equilibrium has only eight months before the stranger arrives. Vasca also does some soul surgery on Oka to reveal that their tea isn't blocked, it's shattered and interlaced with the soul of the Telian that killed them. Also, the part of their soul that was replaced with the Telians is assumed to be in the after. And so, that evening, everyone spends the night back together around the fire, tending to their fates, together once more. Our groups look toward two different parts of Endake for the future. Dabathati, to finally put the chrysalis to rest for good. 
and Kirtal, so Dewey can claim the God Shard of Galtanger and live up to Toktoa Kagan's challenge. <laughs>